following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The latest trends and hottest topics, love and sex, handled honestly and with passion. Here's Dr. Lori, CJAD 800. Coming up on the program, Dating Dilemmas. I'll be joined with Frank Kermit and uh, Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what extremes have you gone to to make a relationship work or to make somebody fall in love with you? What has someone done to get your love, your attention? Usually that means it's a little much, but maybe not. We can. Uh, I'll get your input on that. And you'll have the chance uh, to win or be eligible to win some gift certificates for events happening um, on the West Island at the Ritz-Carlton, all uh, dating events. We've got tickets for the 35-plus. We've got tickets for the 40-plus and tickets for the uh, 30 to 40 age range. So uh, keep listening and get ready to text in with some of your thoughts, and then you can be eligible to win. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your calls and texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion now at 514-790-0800 or 514-800. All right. You can always email me your questions, uh, Lori at drlori.com or through the iHeart uh, Radio app, or you can go straight to my website, drlori.com, and fill out the form there, and I will get your question. Uh, I am a 59-year-old male, healthy, only I have no uh, problem on medication, married for 30 years. My, wa- my wife stopped having sex with me a long time ago because of her psychological problems or whatever. Now, days in the evening before dinner, I have one or two shots of whiskey. Nearly five times a week after drinking, I get horny and mostly uh, get an erection after watching porn. Then I masturbate. I don't have any girlfriends or I don't go to prostitutes. Is something wrong with me? I enjoy it a lot. So first, I want to say that I'm sorry that your sex life with your wife has completely uh, stopped. It's unfortunate that uh, your partner may not want to seek therapy to help her with her psychological problems, to help her with her sexuality, and to help the couple. Uh, it's unfortunate, really, because that would be the be- your best option. Uh, but clearly, you still have sexual needs, and really the best way to satisfy them without going outside your marriage which of course may destroy your marriage if you do, and if that's not what you want, uh, then is through self-pleasure and taking care of yourself, uh, i.e. masturbation. And using porn to get aroused is very common, uh, and generally it's not problematic. If it becomes uh, compulsive, meaning it takes over your thoughts, it takes over your your mind, your time, all of that, and you can't seem to... Uh, like you just think about when's the next time you're going to be able to go on there and you spend hours on there, then it becomes uh, a problem. That's not what you're describing. So plenty of men will masturbate on a daily basis, and I assure you no harm will come to you if you do. A question about a penis. I had an adult circumcision probably 10 years ago. I guess there is some scar tissue located at the base of the head of the penis. The skin has gotten to where it will tear uh, even with the slightest of penetration. It is the tiniest of cuts, 
but you can imagine with the sensitivity of that area how much pain I am in. I'm in my, I'm at a wit's end. Uh, 59 years old, no problems getting an erection, but this has caused a complete shutdown of our sex life. So first things first is I'm not a medical doctor. Uh, so I would ask you, have you seen a doctor who has actually examined your penis? That would be the absolute uh, first step. You may need to get a prescription for something to apply to, uh, at least to get the, uh, to help the tear uh, heals. And you, you may have to hold off, of course, on intercourse until you get a full, uh, full healing there. Um, I'm just wondering, like, it's you've had your circumcision 10 years ago. How come it hasn't healed in 10 years? Like, that's the question that comes to my mind. It's like, I, I don't understand that. But I think that's a question only a medical doctor would be able to figure out and answer uh, after examining you and looking. Um, maybe they can even repair the scar tissue area. Because scar, when scar tissue is formed, it can cause something called uh, Peyronie's disease, which is uh, could put a kink in, in the penis, but usually it makes the uh, erection more difficult to, uh, to have. Um, but maybe with each erection, the skin is being pulled too tight and it keeps causing it to tear. So uh, yeah, that would make it uh, very painful. But again, I'm not quite sure what the treatment options uh, would be for that. So check with your family doctor, check, or uh, you can ask for a referral to a urologist who's a specialist in that area. That might be something that you can try. I just found out that my boyfriend is bisexual, which doesn't bother me that he is. The part that bothers me is that he was ashamed and embarrassed to tell me. The reason why he's ashamed is because how he found out he likes it. He was molested by a family member. That person took advantage of pleasure from him. I told him if he likes it, that's okay. I'm not going to judge you of how you like to be pleasured. Nobody nobody should be ashamed of how you like to pleasure uh, ourselves. I'm just having a hard time because three days prior to that, he was acting kind of funny, making jokes about putting things up in his butt. And I kept asking him, you know, hey, if you want to try it, we can. So I asked him today, finally, if he missed that low point of his life. He said yes, and we had a long conversation about it. I just feel like I've been lied to, and I want to be able to pleasure him the way he wants to be pleasured. It's just a lot for me to take in, and no offense to anybody that's bisexual or lesbian or gay. It's just I'm one of those persons that I'm very respectful, but once you tell me, I'm like, wow, then I need to step back, and then I'm back in. I'll then be respectful and loving and caring and fun, just like I used to. He said that he didn't have to tell me, which he's right. He didn't have to tell me. It's a lot better having it out. I just need a little bit of help to how to accept it and how to pleasure him for a beginner that's uh, never done it. So I, I certainly I can understand why you might be upset by your boyfriend's uh, reluctance to share this kind of information with you, but... Uh, rather than outright lie to you, it wasn't a lie. He omitted the information about himself, um, which is understandable. It's a very painful, vulnerable thing to share uh, with anyone. So, uh, and you you did finally talk about it openly, and I really do applaud him for his willingness to be vulnerable with you. And I applaud you for accepting him and, and not judging him. It is going to take you a bit of time to process all of this information. Uh, so you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient with your partner. Sometimes it is difficult to understand how a person who was molested in a certain way still enjoys 
certain sexual activities as an adult that actually resemble what was done to them in childhood. It's also difficult for the survivor, by the way, because it brings up a lot of confusing thoughts and feelings. Imagine how Imagine how confusing it is for a child to be sexually abused and to have experienced pleasure at the same time. Um, and you're, this is a body, a, a, like a physical response, right? And sometimes, uh, many times actually, victims will experience a lot of shame uh, and guilt because they don't understand that their bodies were simply responding uh, physically to something. So it does sound like uh, your boyfriend discovered that he likes anal play. That's what you're saying. Um, and it also sounds, though, like you are assuming he is bisexual because he likes this form of sexual stimulation. That You can't make that jump unless he identifies as bisexual, meaning that he would enjoy sex with a man, not just a dildo or a a penis shape or just something in his butt. That does not make somebody gay or bisexual. So making the assumption that he is uh, by the kind of sex he likes is actually uh, misleading. It's wrong. That that doesn't say anything um, because somebody likes anal pleasure says nothing about their sexual orientation. Anyway, you can send in your questions anytime by email, uh, laurie at drlaurie.com. I always answer them at the beginning of every show, and I'll be happy to do that for you. Uh, coming up after 10.15, uh, we've got our Dating Dilemmas panel, Frank Kermit, dating coach, uh, along with Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. Relationships on the line. Connect with Dr. Lori now. 514-790-0800. Passion. News Talk Radio. CJAD 800. I know it's not the last Wednesday of the month, but the last Wednesday of the month this month falls on Bell Let's Talk Day, and I decided that we're going to switch things around a bit. And on Wednesday, we will do our, our therapist panel and talk about mental health issues. And today, which would normally be our therapist panel, we've switched it with our Dating Dilemmas panel. Hi. Hello. Uh, so in studio, Frank Kermit, you know him as uh, the dating coach, the author of many, many books on dating and a regular here for the last 10 years. Uh, we've got uh, Christina Mucciardi, who's also been a regular on the show. Uh, she started Cook and Date, and I, we met many at least a decade ago, mm-hmm. right, when you started the whole process. Uh, and I'm happy to see that it's been a successful venture for you, getting out there and, and doing this. So before we get into our topic, which is what has someone done to get your love, your attention, or what extremes have you gone to to make a relationship work, I want to tell you that by texting in, you have an opportunity to win. If you're, uh, Make sure you're single and tell us how old you are so we can tell you what you could win, uh, but there are uh, three cook and date events coming up in the next month in February that we have tickets for you for, so uh, it will make you eligible to win if you do text in. So make sure you tell us how old you are. All right, cook and date. Tell us about that first. Uh, what kind of event 
can people look forward to? So Cook and Date, uh, it's now exactly what you said, over a decade. It's 11 years. And Time flies. And growing, mm-hmm. yes. Um, pretty much it's self-explanatory, cooking over... Um, with a group of signals, pretty much, like uh, in a private venue. Uh, like with a chef. Mm-hmm. Private chef. You end up cooking your, your own meal, like it's a... In a group, okay. group activity. So, okay. you know, average 16, 16 uh, participants, so as even as possible, 8-8, eight, eight, let's say. Okay. And, uh, you know, in advance, you, you, you know what the meal is going to be in case there's any allergies or intolerances okay. or whatever. And uh, age groups, of course, age categorized uh, events. And you pick your event, you pick the menu you like, and you show up and... Uh, you get to meet uh, at least eight right. uh, eight uh, from the opposite sex. So it's kind of like a speed dating, but with cooking. Exactly. <laughs> and and there's no switching. There's right, like, you're, you're mingling. You're it's mingling. a mingle. So it's like a... Like a like a dinner, like a soiree, uh, right? Yeah. Like a little dinner, and then people can like intermingle. Like we're inviting you to our house. You know, like it's very comfortable. There's myself, uh, there's Catherine, there's there's the chef. We're, we're all like around, you know? Like mm-hmm. you don't feel like it's really a dating event you feel more like i'm inviting a bunch of friends to my house and right you're just having a nice meal all right well yeah. uh this is one way to uh, to date i think it's also a great way to date and we do have some tickets to give away there's an event taking place at the ritz carlton uh that's on uh, february 14th and we have one ticket to give away for right. that and that's a that's a big that's event. That's a big one, yeah. We're expecting right. 60 to 80 people, so it's going to be oh, huge. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. That's a big event. We had There's a, another one happening at Marche de West, and we have two tickets to give away. That's for the 35 plus. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's another one at Espas Cook, Cook and Etc. Et it's our new venue that we opened last year. And that's on February 7th for uh, 30 to 40. So if you are in that age category, text us and share your experiences with us if you want to... Uh, to qualify to win. What extremes have you gone through to make a relationship work? Uh, This texter writes, I actually went as far as to tolerate things that really turned me off about him, like distinct effeminate and submissive characteristics, just to make the relationship uh, work. So that's uh, a lot of the stuff that has come up that I've read about in this. It really is the extremes that people have gone to makes me a little cringe. It's a little cringeworthy because these are not healthy situations. Generally speaking, they're not healthy situations when people break their own boundaries. And I think that's what is at the heart of this. If you have a boundary about what you will and will not do and you follow your own boundary, you'll be fine. But the things that people are most feeling negative about is when they do things that counter their own value system. Right. And that's what we see a lot. And again, we're always seeing the worst case scenarios in our businesses. Christine, I'm sure that you've heard stories at these cook and date events. Uh, Laurie, I know you've heard some you know, horror stories about yep. how I hear the same thing. And I think one of the things is that some of the people feel like I'm the only one who's made this mistake. No, you're not. It's right. actually a lot more common than people think. And, and things like I've heard stuff like uh, to like extreme things like I went and got a not me but somebody said I went and got a boob job because uh, the guy I was dating uh, liked big breasts mm-hmm. didn't do it for herself did it for him to me that's a bit of a that's a bit of an extreme mm-hmm. oh yeah I've heard women uh, have uh, children they, they they said no more children anymore but they met a guy and they said. 
he wants a child. He mm-hmm. wants a child. Let me let me give him a child. I've had, uh, yeah. and they didn't actually want. No, mm-hmm. no, they changed their appearance. They uh, stories that I've heard. Yeah. Another one says, buy her things, agree with her insanity, take care of her kids, put her above me, leave my values, stop seeing my family and friends, and much more. It was not worth it. But this is what happens sometimes. And the only way to prevent this is for people to know ahead of time what their boundaries are. You can't do it when you're in the thick of things because at that point your feelings are starting to affect your judgment. This is why you need to identify what your boundaries are beforehand. So even if you feel inclined to cross over those boundaries, you know not to. Yeah. And it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. I think most people have the experience where they really, really just loved someone so much and they met somebody that they were infatuated with and they were willing to do almost anything and take those risks and for a few people, a handful, those risks worked out. But it doesn't work out for everybody. Right. You know, like some people will indulge a kink, for example, in their partner. But they themselves, it doesn't interest them. But they, whoops, I just dropped some water. But they will indulge, uh, they'll indulge somebody. So they, their partner may want to practice, uh, let's say, I heard this story, anal sex all the time. They'll, in, they'll do it. They're not get, they don't like it, but they'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's good. And there's always a question of at what point is it too much? At what point is what you're doing too much? Yeah. So, you know, some people, um, uh, well, this is an interesting one. I agree to having group sex to fulfill her fantasy. She left me after it happened saying that if I really loved her, I would not want to share her. Right. So, talk about a setup. Yeah. Yeah. A text writes, if you get a boob job or anything else, you should do it for yourself and no one else. I, uh, I'm, Yes, I'm in agreement. Another text writes, once I met someone downtown and I missed my last bus, so the guy called a cab, took me home, and took the night bus buck back. When I uh, want to show how much I care, I cook for them and write a poem for them. This is from a 33-year-old. And that's a nice thing to do for somebody. Some things are nice, and some things are, frankly... Quite extreme. And and come off as creepy. Yeah, you said the word creepy, right? So it's how do you do nice things without turning somebody off? I heard someone else, I was telling someone I was doing this this tonight, this topic, and they said, you know, they'd been on dates with uh, several women who, like in the first two dates or so, started using terms of endearment like sweetie or whatever, and it totally turned them off. It's like you're going way too fast. Like I'm not it, – it was a turnoff. The thing is that for some other people, that might be a turn on. That might be exactly what know. they enjoy. Uh-huh. It might be something that, oh, well, I feel more comfortable with the person because we're already using certain terms. After two dates, mm-mm. That yeah. would not – that would creep me out too. Or once went on a date and it was like the guy tried to hold my hand. I was like, "Wait, I don't even know you." I just well, met you. I yeah. just met you. Don't don't grab my hand. Like well, that's, hold on. that's what about intimate. People who end up having sex on the first date—they're certainly doing more than holding hands. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they're both into it and well, and both want point. to, but that's my point. Right. If the person is into it, then what you're doing is not creepy. Yeah, but sometimes the holding hand is more is 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 more creepy than the sex. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Some there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I think that's the problem with sex. Yeah, it's like people don't 
put value on it anymore. Yeah. And it's like, oh, holding hands is far more intimate than sticking your penis in my vagina. It's like it may, you know, when you think about it, it's crazy. It is crazy. But I agree with you. Some people don't see it as mm-hmm. such a big deal. But the other stuff is, uh, you know, seems to be more. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. My first girlfriend from high school in the early 90s is denying that we were ever a couple. I reentered her life 10 years ago. She's in a civil in a civil union then, sort of married. So she told me not to tell people we were a couple 15 years earlier. Now she's single, but she's mad at me for saying we were once a couple. However, I've thrown out the idea of us getting back together because I don't want to be a stepfather to her daughter. So... Well, here's somebody who you thought was in a couple with you, but is denying you were in a couple with, and you want to go back, and you want to go back. (laughs) There's more to this story, and it probably has to do with either social reasons, maybe religious reasons. Her reputation would be affected if it turns out that she admitted that she had a boyfriend back in high school. So she's trying to protect her reputation. And, dude, I, I get what you're saying here, but if she's in a situation where she has to worry about what that many other people think, you're probably setting yourself up if you do try to be with her. And I know you're saying you don't want to be a stepdad. Mm -hmm. There's more issues going on here that she has to worry about what other people think. There's something as a kid, I can understand as an adult Mm. red flag for me. Yeah. Always look for those red flags. There's always some underlying something, something. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Straight talk that's all-inclusive. Passion with Dr. Lori. News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Tonight on our Dating Dilemmas, uh, what extremes have you gone to to make a relationship work or to get a date, to keep a date? What have you done? If you are interested in, if, if you're single and interested in attending a cook and date event, uh, first of all, cookanddate.com. That's the first thing you can go to. But we do have tickets to give away tonight to events happening on February 14th, February 7th, uh, February 8th, uh, different age categories. So it, when you text in, please text in your name and your age. So your name and your age, if you are uh, interested. So we've got events taking place for the 30 to 40 or 25 to, to 40 age range, one for 35 plus and one that's open to all ages on Valentine's Day at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. So make sure, please, Send in your name and your age so we know who we're giving our tickets away to. A couple of texts here, and, and Frank posted this on uh, on his Facebook page, so we mm-hmm. got some interesting feedback as well. I, I almost converted to a religion I wasn't sure I believed in. Yikes. I'm actually happy he ended up choosing someone who really actually liked that religion because my husband and I are on the same page spiritually, and it's awesome. Well, that makes a difference, again, to compromise your values. Or your religion, if it's not something that, if you hold to your religion. or If you hold to it, but there are for some people that they will convert religion to appease the family when they themselves aren't really attached to any particular religion. Right. So it's up to an individual to decide if something is important enough or right. not. Right, right. But if it's, again, if it's something that they realize, like this person realized they're glad they didn't because they met right. somebody who was more 
on the same page. I think it's important that we point out that what might be extreme for one person might be very normal for someone else. Mm -hmm. And that for some people, the, the things that we're describing is actually something they would, you know, appreciate. And for other people, it's too much. Right. So it's, it's a very line? individual thing. Mm. And you can't always know how someone is going to react. There are right. ways you can test, but in the end, you can't always really know. Right. Uh, or like this person did. I guess he didn't know. I did a secret admirer follow the hints game all day, leading from gift to gift to gift. Cost me a lot of money. The final clue led to a blindfolded dinner. When she took the blindfold off and saw it was me, her friend of many years that supported her, I told her, you mean the world to me. She seemed disappointed. And after a very expensive meal, she told me that we should just be friends. After year, Heartbreaking, yes. But as he says, he was her friend of many years. Mm -hmm. He was friend-zoned a long time ago. Mm -hmm. She did not see him as more than a friend. Mm -hmm. So, And him risking and spending all this money without... Didn't you know? Like, wouldn't you have had a hint before that that she wasn't interested? Well, I think that, in that and I, I happen to know the guy. In this particular case, all the gifts were very related to things he knew about her. There wasn't just a random gift. It was something very personalized because he wanted to show her, hey, I've been listening. I, I get that. All I'm saying is he's probably been a good friend Nothing more than that. Why now? After many years of being her good friend, why would she now change her mind? Because Simply because he, he spent a lot of money. Because he went and did an opportunity. He took an opportunity to demonstrate that he could be passionate too. That he could be very romantic and giving. All the things that she said she was always looking for in a guy. So he decided to take a chance and say, look, I can do this too. Now she decided yeah, but attraction be, is is, is yeah. more than than that, right? That's exactly. the imagine if somebody like I, I'm trying to think of that, you know, if a, if somebody had that I always seen as a friend, meaning I wasn't attracted to them for more than that, that such a grand gesture would only make me like, oh geez, why did you go to yeah. all that trouble? Like, like you think like that whole that whole blindfolded the secret admirer, you think that it's someone's finally like you met the man of your dreams, not knowing, not realizing that it's the it's the man or friend that you've had for the past 10 years and yeah it's kind of i can understand why she was disappointed right so she built it up and thought it was going to be some idealized person no it happened or some new person some new person exactly a new person See, but you don't find that strange you don't find that creepy if it's a new person that knows nothing about you that went through all of that trouble you're not the slightest bit suspicious just because he happens to be handsome <laughs> but if it's somebody who's actually been there for you you're not even going to give that guy a chance but it's friend it's a friend zone already but it's that, yes. but it's... and it's somebody who did something to really show you hey you're special to me and you're not even giving that person a chance come on well come on. again you can't it's not sometimes there if the chemistry is not there, the romantic interest is not there. But if you why give it a chance, it a... if you give it a chance, and that's the issue here. And then you can lose a friend. Well, you know, you're like going to lose the friend anyway. What do you think is going to happen after an event like this? You're going to lose the friend anyway. You may as well take the chance. And if it turns out it doesn't work out, you tried. You yeah. tried. 
Well, look, I, listen, I'm going to give him points for trying. Mm-hmm. Let's let's all agree we can give we can give him points for having the guts to do it. And he sounds well, like a very you nice you're guy. Both, you're both married, right? Mm-hmm. If your husbands plan something like this for each of you, how much would you appreciate all of the time and effort and thought that would have sure, gone into Sure, but it's my husband. Mm-hmm. Because you already like him, so it's like, hey. That's, That's right. Great. I already like him, but mm-hmm. I like him romantically. This person doesn't like that guy romantically. So when he goes to all these lengths, it can be taken as, whoa, like this is over the top. And this is why we end up now with a hookup culture where guys are saying right away before they meet, look, I just want sex. And women are asking, where's the romance? Because when men made the effort to be romantic, they get shut down. Well, you got to do it in, yeah, yeah, again. You you got to have it both ways. What are you talking about? My husband was like, when we first met, was very romantic. And he still is. But I'm saying he was very romantic at our first date or tour. And and I didn't find it creepy because it was done very naturally. And And because because, we're already attracted to him. That's right. Mm -hmm. When you're already attracted to somebody. But in a case where you, the person, no. Like, the person is not attracted to you. And it's pretty clear if they've only been if you've only been friends with them for years here the the, uh, james said uh he seemed to ambush the lady you know there was it that it could feel like an ambush more than a a a beautiful grand gesture james let us know how old you are if you want to uh if you want to go to one of these events well she really felt that Um, way why didn't she give back all the gifts and not even have the expensive dinner there has to be a physical... Well, she didn't know. She was blindfolded. She was blindfolded. They took off the blindfold and then had the expensive dinner. Right. She was already True. thinking that. She should have well, bailed she her. might have ordered a salad. There has to be a physical <laughs> attraction, this texture writes. No matter what someone does, if there's no physical attraction, nothing will happen. And I agree with that. It, it doesn't... They can go to... They can buy you anything. Mm-hmm. They can do all these romantic gestures. But if you don't have that kind of attraction towards them, I don't... I. It that will creep you out more than it will entice you. That's what I th- absolutely. The women think that. Yeah. So two women against you, Frank. Sorry, you lose. Uh, <laughs> he's he's well, throwing he's throwing are. me darts with his eyes right now. Uh, Texter says, and we're talking about like the extremes that people will do. Uh, will go to. I sent him nude pics and videos of me with my phone. I just wanted him to love me more than the other girls he was with. Again, doesn't that cross somebody's, I don't know, goes a little afar and then God knows where that could end up. Well, you know what? I'm on actual online groups where people are constantly posting new photos of themselves. Are you serious? Yeah, and they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it because they love the attention. They love the likes. They love the, hey, this is a great picture. They're not going to love when, uh, you know, they uh, somebody finds that picture or it gets posted in places they're not comfortable with. Sex Out Loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Dating Dilemmas tonight uh, in studio with us, Frank Kermit and Christina Mucciardi of Cook and Date. And there's uh, three events taking place. You can find out, by the way, by going to cookanddate.com. One taking place February 14th at the Ritz-Carlton. We have one ticket 
to give away uh, for that event, a very exclusive event. In fact, uh, there's one uh, there's one at Marche de l'Ouest on February 8th, and for the 35 plus, we're giving away uh, two tickets for that. And there's another one for the 30 to 40 age range on February 7th. So you can text in with your thoughts, include your name and your age if you're single, so that we uh, can put you in the draw. What experiences have you gone to? What 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 extremes have you gone to to make a relationship uh, work? So this texter writes: A friend of mine has forgiven a girl for sleeping with another guy, only intercourse, but broke up with one because she gave a guy oral sex. He fi- finds oral sex far more intimate. Okay. Another text writes, I bring a small and considerate gift on a first date and it's always well received. Yes. A small and considerate gift could be a one flower, Mm -hmm. could be something that's always very nice. Um, but if you really like the person, except for something that turns you off about them, where do you draw the line between violating your proper boundaries and perhaps being too vain or superficial, thereby throwing the proverbial baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Your boundaries is something that you'll never compromise on. It's a must-have that is non-negotiable. If it's something that is negotiable, it's not a boundary. And that's why you don't adhere to it all the time. Okay. So, But nobody can tell you what your boundary is supposed to be. Okay, generally speaking, we can say, well, your boundary is you'll never put yourself in a situation where you, uh, someone will be violent to you. And that's a boundary. And if someone is ever violent to you, you know, you'll, you'll do something about it. Or, or you leave and that's it. You don't give them a second chance. Right. right. Now, pe- most people understand that. But other people have boundaries that they don't necessarily consider. Such as, um, I don't, I, my boundary is I don't want to be somebody that watches a certain type of entertainment. Because uh, I don't uh, cater to, you know, science fiction or, or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a boundary? No, or that's a that... preference. Well, mm-hmm. hold on. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Because for okay. somebody else, it may, in fact, be a boundary. Because maybe science fiction is counter their religious beliefs. So all of a sudden now it becomes a boundary because it's not a negotiable thing. Okay. So what's a preference for one person is, is not a necessarily boundary for different. somebody else. And you have to decide that and nobody can dictate that to you. You have to figure that out for yourself. And sometimes the only way you're going to know is to actually go out there, date, and you'll only know whether or not something really bugs you once you're in that situation and you find out, I thought I could tolerate this, but I don't think I can. Hmm. Or the opposite. Right. I thought I'd have a problem with this, but it's not so bad. Hmm. Read off some of the uh, other comments from your Facebook, uh, Frank. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Some of these are, are just heartbreaking. Yeah. I let her go. She was caught between two of us, so I let her go thinking she would see me and see that I was the better man. She ended up with that other something guy. Mm-hmm. I left my husband for him, but after all that, he said he wasn't ready for a commitment and needed space. My husband never took me back. I like the one I got pregnant because I wanted him to love me and not leave me. Uh, See, these are all, to me, like, these all sound like people who really, who need help with their boundaries, who need help with, who may have attachment issues, uh all of that. Well, if you're going to let somebody go, you don't let them go with the expectation they're going to choose you you're letting them go you let them go because you believe it's the best thing somebody says i drove three hours to be there for her when her boyfriend dumped her that night well he's obviously got 
you know, he's obviously uh, adores that girl, but you drove three hours to be there for somebody that wasn't your girlfriend. Yeah. You know, but who knows? Uh, Something else. say if it worked and they became a couple after that. Uh, We've got uh, tickets to give away tonight, so uh, in the final minutes of the show, and I will text you back if you're our winner, so don't worry. You will get a text back, uh, and then I will ask you to send me some uh, some more detailed information. So, uh, Keith, stand by your phone. You'll get a text back. All right, I agree with Lori that the man who gave a series of special gifts had very little chance of being seen as a romantic prospect after years in the friend zone he could have made a less expensive move but ideally would have expressed his interest sooner but she should have given any returnable gifts back and maybe talked to him before ordering more than a drink once she knew who it was yeah that that would have been the right thing yeah with that said i don't think he did the right thing right i'm not endorsing what he did Mm -hmm. i think he made a mistake but putting that aside for a second he at least tried to do something outside of his comfort zone. I think it was the wrong thing to do. Hopefully he's learned his lesson. But the fact that he did it, his intentions were good. He was really hoping to create some kind of a romance. And I just find it very interesting. Usually it's the men who are told, oh, well, you know, men are just too superficial. And it's all about the way the woman looks and all about attraction. And here we have women saying, but if there's no attraction and there's no chemistry, why give it a chance? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love how the one but, I love the but, double yeah, standard. But yeah. I have to admit that women do fall in love with their ears before their eyes. So meaning that That goes against everything no, the two of you have just said. Yes, no, but no, it's because she already right. knew him. I'm she right. knew. Yeah, no, you're not right. Uh, uh well with their ears unless you're not attracted and then we'll give him a chance. If she's gonna give him a chance because she falls in love with her ears, go out with him and hear what he has to say. Yeah, it has to be more than that, too. Um, I was dating this man of 58, and after a couple of months, he told me that I would that if I would lose 10 pounds, he would take me to Vegas. After four months down the line, he left me because I was not presentable, because I was 10 pounds over uh, towards his friends. Wow. After three weeks, he was on a dating site. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, again, like some of these... So just for it's someone astounding. to ask, like, yeah, that someone yeah. ask that. You and- just met me with this, yes. these tampons. You want me to lose Please. the way? Here is who I am, as is. Love me but as if I am. there's no chemistry, then there's no chemistry. But trying to get her to lose weight to get chemistry? I, well, I'm playing this game with you now. He's saying, hey, lose the weight so there could be potential chemistry. And isn't at least he's given her a chance. He's given her four months. You're playing devil's advocate yeah. here. Yes, I am. You just want and me I'm to gonna, beat you up, don't just you? Just when you think I have been shut down, I come yeah, back. Yeah, I am yeah. the Frank, and I will always be Here, the Here, last one. I'm a single 59-year-old professional female. I've had a few issues with relationships. My last one was with the most beautiful, handsome, caring, affectionate man that gave me almost everything I was looking for. Unfortunately, he is financially very unstable, which makes me feel extremely vulnerable and fearful for the future. I have my own money, but not willing to support my partner. Does this make me materialistic to the point of losing a potentially great relationship? Well, that's a decision only you can make because is it always going to be this way? You know, there's... Okay, listen, I, I don't want you to beat yourself up for this, all right? The bottom line is this is not about just how you feel. You have a certain lifestyle and you have certain boundaries. If you're going to tell me your boundary is you don't want to financially support someone, 
that comes with consequences. And the consequences is you might need somebody who's perfect except for this one thing. And this is where we find out, is it a boundary or something you can compromise on? What's more important to you? Sticking to that boundary or appreciating all the other things you get? And whatever it is, be very clear. Because if you go ahead and you go against your own boundary, you feel resentment. And that's how you know it was a boundary. Right. If you're going to so, resent him, don't go out with him. Bottom line, boundaries, really important. We've come to the end. Okay, I do have our winners. So winners, when you hear your name, uh, please send back, and I've taken note of your phone number, so send back your last name, uh, and you'll have to come to the CJD station, radio station, to pick up your tickets. So Derek, Susie, Leslie, and Kyla have all won tickets to the events. Christina? Thank you so much for being here. Cookanddate.com for more information. People can sign up and you can find out more about events happening in your area and for your age group. And Frank can be found at franktalks.com. I can be found at drlaurie.com. Thanks to Brian Callisar, our wonderful technical producer. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito as well. Uh, coming up next on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Whisper, someone.